0: side hustles businesses side projects yeah side jobs anything yep. on the side and yeah. i feel like you guys are like kind of living your dream i don't know if you're <laughs> aware of it
1: i'm not aware of it okay, but well, i'll tell you now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'm living my dream you are living your dream because welcome to, to the, the asian, soup asian soup podcast this is your co-host Jules and this is your co-host Rox the Asian Soup Podcast is your safe space on the internet where we share and discover real stories. We chat about a range of topics from personal growth, mental health, TV shows, and much more. Come sit with us and get nourished. Hmm, that
0: intro, every, every time I say it, I pause. I'm like, are we a safe space on the internet? I think <laughs> we are.
1: <laughs> I think we are. Well, we try and make it super cozy. I feel safe right now i
0: feel so safe do you feel safe in
1: this room i do this cozy little room i feel like it's like a little safe bubble yeah check out our youtube channel to see Mm. how safe our space is (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we also say that we want to share stories yeah i hope we're doing a good job with that sharing stories can seem a bit vague Mm. like what stories are we sharing You know, and I guess it's just kind of me and you sharing mini snippets of our lives and sharing with each other, yeah, as new friends. I think so. And getting to know each other more.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And yeah, I feel like doing that has made me learn a lot about myself. It's a lot of reflection goes into our episodes. I feel like we dig deeper, or even after the fact that we put something out. Like today, I was listening to one of ours again in preparation. Really. Ooh. And it just makes me think about things differently. Mm. Or maybe I say something weird and I'm like, I wonder why I think that or mm. I shouldn't have thought that or something, you know, just little things. I'm like, yeah, it's been really fun. Can you share with
0: us like what which episode you were listening to and what uh, your little revelation? <laughs> <about? laughs>
1: yeah, I was on a walk and I was just listening to Beauty Standards again oh. because I thought it was such a fun episode and yes. easy to listen to. And I really liked our energy in that one. So. I always want feel like that's like the energy episode that I want to replicate. Oh, okay. But then when I was listening and when you were saying, why is that the question? Like that shouldn't be the question we ask. Because mm. when I, I was saying, oh, why do we get hair on our finger or yeah. why do we get pimples on our backs yeah. or something. <laughs> something? We were talking about gross stuff Yeah. in relation to beauty and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I hate it when I get that. Why do we even get that? And you were like, no, that's not the question. Mm. The question should be, who cares like why does it matter that we get that we're human and I was like oh yeah she's right like we're asking the wrong question when we think Mm -hmm. about beauty and the self-talk that happens on a day-to-day basis without Mm -hmm. you knowing you know when you look in the mirror like the question shouldn't be oh why is my skin so bad oh I don't know could be anything right but yeah, just got me thinking.
0: Yeah. No, that's a reminder for myself as well because, yeah. you know, the, everyone feels unhappy here and there when you yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, why do I look like this? Or why why is it so hard for me to, like, why am I f- 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 so fat or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> But, yeah, like, actually asking why you think like that. Yeah. Why yeah. it bothers you so much? Yeah. Those are, like, the more deep questions, I think. And mm-hmm. just figuring that part out can actually – make you not even care anymore you're like just accept yourself i listen to our podcast too Mm. i'm a big fan of our (laughs) (laughs) podcast
1: we listen to other podcasts too but yeah how have you been lately uh
0: i've been good i started a new job and congratulations thank you and i came back from a trip Mm -hmm. from tasmania Mm -hmm. and yeah so i'm feeling like there's a lot of change happening in my life right now Mm -hmm. But I think I'm feeling quite. I'm, I'm feeling good, mm-hmm. and yeah, lots of time to just reflect and chill out, and you know, think about this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have a lot of time because yesterday I went into our Notion <laughs> and just like <laughs> reorganized everything yeah. and made it cute. Yeah, uh, I just love
1: doing stuff. It's like It's very that. cute. It's yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you. you should. We should put them um, a little screen recording yeah, or a I screenshot of the the home page i was
0: actually thinking like should we share it on youtube like our mm-hmm. setup like would people be interested in how we mm-hmm. project manage
1: oh like well our... we could share a template or something right <laughs> we could like we could. people do that yeah. yeah
0: i just love the way you think <laughs> yeah
1: take our template from here <laughs> <laughs> from this link but I don't know about our little notes though because oh, you know yeah, sometimes yeah. we true, right? I might write something stupid that's, in there. No, no. But um, or we could have another page that is shared. Yeah, that's true. Because you had your own um journal. Yeah, one before. Well, I private, did, but yeah, yeah, yeah friends yeah, only.
0: Is the best. Um, Love, yeah. notion. It keeps us organized mm-hmm. and, you know, we have lots of different, you know, both Rox and I, we balance a lot of stuff in <laughs> our day-to-day yeah. and that kind of relates to this topic. Mm. Um, today's topic. Today's episode, mm-hmm. which is about just, you know, side hustles, businesses,
1: the Side projects, yeah, side jobs, anything
0: yeah. on the side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the side dishes. All the side dishes with your soup. <laughs>
0: I'm only really doing the podcast at the moment as like my side thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, I do have like a blog, yeah. which which I kind of neglected. But you have like more two, like you have more, two kind of like more serious, not serious, but like more substantial businesses, I would say Mm -hmm. that you're operating (laughs) with a full-time job. Yes. Firstly, what are the two things
1: that you do (laughs) and how do you, number two, how do you do it? Okay, uh, Okay. The, the first thing that I do is Kin. I think, you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I've talked about it a little bit. Um, I started Kin in Hong Kong with um, one of my best friends, Kendra. Uh, she's still based in Hong Kong and then I'm now based out of Sydney. So the goal for me now is to kind of grow the Aussie market and audience I haven't done that great of a job yet, but I feel like you know, with COVID and everything and all the rain, like I haven't been. I don't know. I just need to get out there more and um, kind of find other opportunities or other ways to get to our Aussie customers.
0: So Kin is a sustainable women's wear, wear, women's wear, yeah,
1: clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we how we are sustainable is that we generally use dead stock fabrics so dead stock fabrics is like surplus fabrics that it's already made Mm. it's not we're not getting new fabric made Um, usually it's like leftovers of you know big companies that order a lot and then we kind of just use the leftovers and create very limited quantities one it's just that we don't want to have excess stock we don't want to be sitting on stock and two we just Yeah, don't want to overproduce. Like, we're just happy to make enough for the people that want it. And we just want to make things that we actually like (laughs) to wear. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, Kendra's the designer and creative director. So we've, we're in sampling mode right now for a few more styles. We don't have like, we're not the traditional mode where we have like a lot of collections a year. We just have a few items that, we think are cute and wanna wear. <laughs> mm. Um and hopefully other people wanna wear. So yeah, we're coming out with a few more dresses mm. and um, working on some tops. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But yeah, it definitely takes a lot of work. For me, I work more on the e com side, like social, like marketing brand stuff and admin stuff. And then um, yeah, Kendra does more of like production, sampling, and more product mm. and design. But yeah, that was just how did that happen? Is we used to work together at a company in my my one of my first roles in Hong Kong, and we would just have lunches together and breaks together, and we'd be like, "What is your dream? Like, what do you actually want to do?" Because we both have a background in fashion design. She studied in New York, and I studied in Sydney, and she was like, "I really just want to start a brand." Um, and design stuff I want to design, and I was like, I want to start my brand, but I don't want to design. <laughs> like, oh my god, perfect! Copy. And I was like, Can <laughs> you do? Uh, let's do this. Like, let's start this thing you want to start, and but you do all the creator stuff, and I'll do like the store and other you know business side of things. In the end, the business side of things we both have to kind of do, and we share a lot of. We're always like checking in on each other on, say, what I need to do versus mm-hmm. what she needs to do. And we just, yeah, find a middle ground that we like and then uh, we go from there. So we've worked really well together. I think we're very lucky that we found each other. We hardly have had a fight. Um, I don't know how. It's just that, yeah, if we don't like something very similar to me and you, mm-hmm. if we don't like something – we just won't go for it, you know. If it doesn't feel right, we just won't do it, and we'll just, you know, move on, find another solution. So yeah, that's that's how Kin started. Um, it actually took a while before we could actually have product out because it was a super huge challenge to find manufacturers that could make the quant- the limited quantities that we make because it's all about MOQ, so minimum order Mm. quantity, which is, you know, sometimes in the hundreds and, you know, if you want to get your costs low, like fast fashion, which is what we don't want to be, then you need to make more, right? And then, you know, it's interesting and definitely you're learning with setting pricing, putting in our own money. But it's such a good feeling to actually create something physical, Mm. someone – Liking it and buying it and then wearing it—it's like, That's it's true. such an old school way of, it's like you know, it's something I can give to you, right? Um, so it's a nice feeling, but it's definitely very challenging.
0: Yeah, uh, I know you. You get so excited <laughs> when you do your orders because Rocks has to do all the wrapping. Yeah. Um, so if you buy a dress, yeah, top from Kin mm-hmm. in Sydney,
1: Rocks has touched <laughs> it, guys. <laughs> yeah, and we like, we just like a little details, even though there's a lot of packaging that comes with um, shipping and e-commerce these days, I think. And then it's it's interesting to, like, navigate, like, oh, you know, should we have a box or should we have things and this and that. But, um, yeah, it's really nice to have a little thank you card that we write ourselves. Yeah. Um, that's something that we like to do. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, and, yeah, so it's been really fun and hopefully – it continues and yeah can see yeah. it grow yeah, yeah. a little bit
0: <laughs> mm. i didn't know you have more dresses and
1: tops yeah mm. yeah want to see this year this year and soon <laughs> so yeah with hopefully in the next few months uh, stay tuned wow
0: That's so exciting
1: <laughs> yeah it's so cool when you talk about your fashion side
0: oh. because it's such a big part of you mhm and i'm so glad you have that um like you have kin because it keeps you connected to fashion yeah which was like
1: your first love almost yeah it is yeah when we were talking about the career transitions my real life full-time job is has nothing to do with it really it's completely different i'm i'm out of the fashion industry for the first time now mm. and it feels very nice that i ha- i still have something on the side mm. that i can call my own and that you know everything is on there is a bit of pressure though because it's you know it's under our names so it's like you know if people if anything is good or bad it's on us so it's our decisions and Mm -hmm. things like that but it's it's still at least it's your own thing so you can do whatever you want right and if it fucks up if something happens it's like that's it's still you does that make sense? Yeah. Like you it's still, ownership like yeah, you have ownership over it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And whatever, like we're always learning, like even the tiniest thing, it's like, wow, we did that. Mm-hmm. So every little thing we're like, oh, we did
0: it. So yeah. And yeah. I feel like you guys are like kind of living your dream.
1: I don't know if you're <laughs> aware of it. I'm not aware of it. Okay, but well, I'll tell you now. <laughs> I'm living my dream.
0: You are living your dream because when you and Kendra had that, initial conversations Mm -hmm. about why you wanted to do kin Mm -hmm. and your mission statement behind it Mm -hmm. basically your why and your Mm -hmm. goals you've actually hit all of them i feel because you (laughs) you wanted you guys both wanted to create a brand Mm -hmm. that you guys are both proud of i guess yeah and that's sustainable and that is exactly what you're doing yeah yeah so you've actually hit all your
1: goals yes yes it's taken it's taken some time to get there but yeah when you say it like that, then yes, we have and I am very proud of us. Mm. Even just, yeah, the 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 decisions for being as sustainable as you can because at the end of the day when you're creating a new piece of clothing, it's still – you're creating something new. So it's not 100% sustainable, you know. Like if you're being 100% sustainable, then you wouldn't buy any clothes. You would just wear your own clothes and – you know, never buy anything mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, grow your own vegetables in your garden and, <laughs> you know, not interact with society and do, do, yeah, do everything. But I think the what we're trying to do is just encourage that change in mindset with consumers. And everyone is changing already, which is very promising, I think, and just changing that mindset of you don't have to buy – something every season or um it's nice to buy something that you know someone that actually put a lot of effort into them and you're supporting their small business or you know that this fabric isn't um you know synthetic or blah blah, blah. like mm. there's a lot of little things that we've had to say no to mm. that would have made sense as a business. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you would have saved costs. Yeah, like there's cheaper fabrics out there. There's, you know, synthetics out there that we could use, mm-hmm. but we're like, oh, no, we can't use that. Mm-hmm. We have to choose the more expensive one to, yeah, just stay in line with the brand and what we wanted. And there's definitely sacrifices. Yeah, being in an alternative to fast fashion is where we're at right now and just – Any support is kind of like it's nice that people are thinking that you know you don't have to go to Zara and buy that dress, or you know, there are really creative small businesses out there in all industries. So, fashion is a huge polluting. Um, mm-hmm. industry but it's so ingrained with our everyday and our self-expression who we are um, but mm-hmm. then consumption is just this whole like monster so it's very hard to fight inside like I just as a human right like or just it's like oh you know you know feeling good about yourself and p- p- shopping and I don't know it's just like a very big topic <laughs> i don't yeah. know how to describe it how do you yeah. feel about like have you yeah like have you changed how you shop and like yeah because i think when we're young we just shop like what's cheap right yeah yeah,
0: yeah i think i used to just shop anything that's on sale
1: yeah and
0: i'll <laughs> do like a little shopping spree yeah, like go to the shopping center, go hit up all the shops that you normally go. Yeah. And just – it wasn't really about, like, oh, what is my style mm-hmm. and how do I – like, I, I never really shopped for, like, occasions. I just mm-hmm. bought whatever's on sale. That's, like, in your 20s, I guess. Yeah. And then I think I watched – I think I watched a documentary or mm-hmm. – I can't exactly remember what the catalyst was, but I decided not to support fast fashion anymore, like Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I just stopped shopping. And I only started shopping from op shops. Mm. And I was actually like looking for sustainable brands. And I was looking on Etsy, for example. Uh, Like I just wanted like handmade clothes. I wanted something (laughs) like Kin, no joke. And I couldn't find it. And it was getting to the point where I just couldn't, Find clothes anymore because
1: <laughs> I put this like yeah. immense
0: pressure on myself to buy everything that's mm-hmm. sustainable.
1: It was to the point it's, where, like, yeah, it was hard. It, it, yeah, it's still hard because, yeah, it's not in the shops, no, right? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, and any like sustainable brand was also mm-hmm. super
1: expensive, yeah, it's, like, triple it's, the price, it's very expensive, yeah.
0: And for a young person, like in your 20s, you don't have all the money mm-hmm. to like. You know, buy expensive sustainable brand from exactly sustainable brands.
1: Exactly. So
0: to be honest, like yeah, like I had a completely complete change, and yeah, I did Mm -hmm. a lot of um op shop shopping, and then now I've come to the point where I'm like, you know what, like that was so stressful. (laughs) (laughs) That part of my life was so stressful. Yeah, I just want to be able to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. So now I've I shop from Uniqlo.
1: Yeah, I love Uniqlo. <laughs> like, so they just have good basics. But yeah, yeah. they
0: got good basics, and I just love being able to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like wearing things that are like in fashion, I guess, mm-hmm. or that look cool in my mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And of course, if I could buy everything secondhand, I would. But mm-hmm. yeah, to be honest, like it's yeah, it was too stressful for me. Yeah, but I do want to like like I love buying from Patagonia, for example. Yeah. Because they're like fully sustained. Good quality as well. Good quality yeah. and also they do like unlimited repairs. Mm-hmm. Like repairs for life. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So I do wanna I, I do try and like have some kind of like capsule wardrobe I guess and mm-hmm. Buy things that I really need. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I'm d- just doing it in my own way, not doing the whole extreme thing where yeah. I'm like only buying from op shops or yeah. using no plastic. Like that was just yeah. too st- stressful because at yeah. the end of the day, I'm just one consumer. Mm-hmm. It's actually like the bigger companies that need to make the changes. Yeah, exactly. Why am I carrying all this stress mm-hmm. on my shoulders? I'm yeah. just one person. Yeah. You know, why am I like losing sleep over this? So <laughs> Don't I'm lose sort of- sleep over it. I think,
1: I think every little thing counts like I'm not saying like buying don't buy fast fashion at all like Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's hard to avoid but I think it's more like I'm still learning about it and me and Kendra are always still learning how to be better how to um message things better or align Mm -hmm. with things better in our brand and in our own lives Mm -hmm. because you know we'd be lying if we're like we can't be, you know, running Kin and then, you know, shopping at Zara or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it just doesn't even we've like changed and, um, but it's also just the mindset of like how to take care of your clothes. So even if mm-hmm. I have something from years ago from when I did shop at Zara or back in the day when I have this American apparel jumper and I still wear it because it's still pretty good. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with it. Um, or if there's something try to resell it or you know just give it to someone that will you know wear it so it's just like how to take care of what you already have doesn't mean you have to throw everything away (laughs) or anything Um, it's just you know take care of your stuff and um, make the most of it and yeah yeah i think finding
0: that right balance i was just too extreme like, yeah yeah went way too extreme and to the point where i just didn't even have any clothes anymore <laughs> and i would just be cold all the time like in winter i just don't have enough yeah. clothes because i don't know where <laughs> to buy things from you yeah know? yeah Yeah. so i think having these like sustainable brands mm-hmm. even if it's small or bigger like mm-hmm. it's really good to have more and more Options. of this because yeah. it's like you're, you're part of this movement
1: yeah. And yeah.
0: Creating options for mm-hmm. consumers who don't know where to shop other than an op shop. So I
1: think it's really great what you yeah. guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, I was just about to say the second thing is this podcast. This is my other side project that I've started with you. So mm-hmm. I think everyone already knows how we started, but um, episode one, guys. Episode one. <laughs> yeah. For, I don't know, I guess both are partnerships. So I don't know. I like yeah. doing things with people or other women <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's just more things we can bring to the table together and I feel like mm. I have a little buddy and a team mm. to work with yeah 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 how do you balance both it's actually I'm still trying to figure that out tonight is usually or well, today is usually my kin day mm-hmm. and I'll have like a call with Kendra and catch up on the to-do's for the week and what we've worked on and stuff and then with you we you know usually do episode planning or some social posts or i'll work on more creative stuff so yeah i feel like with asian suit podcast i'm doing the more semi designy stuff mm, like yeah. you know the artwork and thinking of new ideas and stuff i've put a bit of my creativity to the whereas kin is more like my marketing brain mm. They definitely bring me joy in different ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's good, though, that you're doing slightly different things.
0: Otherwise, it'll get boring. If yeah. You're doing the same role. Yeah. For both projects. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I don't think I would want another fashion label, you know? It's nice that it's something different. mm. How about you? You said right now it's podcast. How are you balancing this right now? I definitely like work in waves. Mm-hmm. So I just try and ride these waves
0: mm-hmm. that I create for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just riding it. Yeah. Uh, and what You've been about? on like a big wave. Yeah, and no, I think my wave. <laughs> I'm trying to like figure figure my wave out as well because I want to be able to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like on off on off like. Mm-hmm. So I, I would. I do. I do, I would like to reach some kind of more consistent um, flow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I'm in mean wave is like, just like the amounts of work I do. Sometimes I'm just like so motivated and i just get so much stuff done and mm-hmm. I have lots of ideas flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I'm more of a rut. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like with the podcast, I've been in a rut, mm-hmm. but I I would say like when other things in my life get in the way, yeah. then I find
1: myself like, oh, Rox, Um, sorry, I can't. <laughs> No, that's me as well. That's me with everything. Like if if something in life is happening, like whether work is stressful or I don't know, family or relationships Mm -hmm. or whatever, or just personal, you know, not feeling it, Yeah, (laughs) like maybe you're a bit down for a while, like affects it, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Another thing about the podcast is because we do video, Mm -hmm. we see ourselves too. (laughs) So you can kind of see like, oh, is she feeling a bit off
1: today? Yeah, Or is she like in a good mood? Can can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) But you can tell because you remember how you're feeling. But I don't know if other people can tell. I don't think other people can tell. Probably not. It's probably just you like, oh, yeah, I remember I was feeling like that then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, who is that zombie on the screen? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. But yeah, I would say like,
0: yeah, just try and ride those waves Mm -hmm. and – I try not to like burn myself out when I'm on that wave too. So I have to like kind of stop myself. Okay, you've done enough. Like Mm. you got to just take a break now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But usually I would say that because we're working together – you're like my accountability partner as well mm-hmm. as my podcast partner so mm-hmm. i do feel like because i have you on the other side i know you'll be waiting for certain things that <laughs> definitely i know you're not
1: like <laughs> not all rocks, the time <laughs> no, rocks no. never asks me for anything but like she's just, waiting for me <laughs> no it's just like that
0: pressure yeah. um that external pressure i'm i work really well like that <laughs> having an accountability partner yeah so That's, yeah, that's been working really great for me. And Mm -hmm. I'll just find time like maybe on the weekend or usually just after work. Mm. Um, like after work, dinner and all that. Probably like before I sleep, I might do some, some work Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, some on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've been sort of operating. I feel like because I've done other projects like on the side before, Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel too demanding. Yeah, to me
1: at least, because you had a really demanding side hustle before, and very well. I think we've talked about it, but Mm. not in detail about ramen Mm, parties because that it's different, right? Because maybe give like the time frame and like Mm. when you started, yeah, why why you started it, and I don't know with Ryudo and stuff like that. Yeah, give me the story.
0: Yeah, so before (laughs) the podcast, I guess. I've always had lots of different like side projects and like Mm -hmm. side hustles or whatever you want to call by businesses or whatever you want to call it. I'd say like, yeah, the one big one that I was doing was like ramen parties. Mm -hmm. So it was called ramen party by Kiwami. We did it for a year and a half. We were operating from our like rental home and basically we invited strangers to our place to eat ramen.
1: Slash mm-hmm. like dinner bu- dinner, party. dinner party vibes, mm-hmm. and would everyone know each other there, or would it be like say, me and a friend, and then other randoms that got a ticket or something? Yeah, so sometimes like you might
0: bring seven people. Mm-hmm. I would say like oh we have an eight person limit or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that, and then you'll know everyone. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's really hard to bring like that many friends. Yeah, so you might ask like a friend's friend. Yeah, <laughs> so you might actually not know everyone. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of kind of know each other. Yeah, it could be like that. Or if there was like a group of four and another group of four, I mm-hmm. might be like, okay, well, you got you guys are gonna be with some other people you don't know, and it's one
1: big table. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but I think eventually we decided to just keep it as like one group that kind of know each other. Otherwise, like that additional stress, like that oh, table if might- they vibe, yeah. or not. yeah, because that's everything at the end of the night, like the vibe. From yeah, the exactly. Night. Yeah.
1: I wanted to butt in and ask, like, but in. would you do like a ramen parties pop up or like, you know, just a one off? Because I know you guys haven't done it for a while or actually. Fuck like me. I, you haven't even talked about the whole story yet. And I'm already like, i <laughs> the next question. I'll answer but, like, your yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, because I do have an answer. <laughs> the
0: answer is um, we have done. Uh, pop-up before oh okay yeah so we've done it and i even vlogged about it it's like on facebook somewhere it's a Mm -hmm. really awkward video (laughs) but uh yeah we did it at like a yakitori shop in my friend's restaurant called yuripee in crow's nest in sydney yeah it's a yakitori shop and they closed during lunchtime so Mm -hmm. i asked can i do a pop-up and yeah we used eventbrite to like sell tickets and i think we had like 40 50 people i can't remember that's a
1: lot for yeah. A, a lunch, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was
1: so That's a lot compared stressful. to eight.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it a lot a more whole... ramen,
1: broth, soup and yes. <laughs> noodles. Like
0: It was like more of oh a logistics game yeah. than anything. Yeah. Because we were like, okay, so then how many of many like, shallots 10. do we need to <laughs> buy? <laughs> and how many like char siu rolls? Yeah. Like how many kilos of meat do we need to buy? yeah. yeah. It was just, I left that side to Ryudo.
1: Yeah. That's my boyfriend. He was a chef. So that was also a partnership. Yeah. So he Um, had like wholesalers, um, he had wholesale contacts to get the ingredients and stuff.
0: Really? Yeah. I would say like. Yeah, not really. I think yeah. in the in the end, we just became friendly with like the butchers and yeah. the noodle people and stuff yeah. like yeah. that, but yeah. not really wholesale prices because we yeah. yeah. need volume. We both had similar goals in the sense that you wanted to create a brand, yeah, and I think that was a goal for Ramen Party as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we wanted to create like an amazing experience for our
1: mm-hmm.
0: eater, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to create a brand, yeah. Like we wanted people, we wanted to tell a story, mm-hmm. and we wanted to like make. Be able to have people talk about us Mm. and, you know, like be a topic of conversation and, yeah, and a place where people feel like, oh, that was an interesting experience. Yeah,
1: and it's a one-off experience. It's not like you can go there all the time and get the ramen again. Mm. Yeah, because it's very special.
0: We were doing ramen parties once a week Mm -hmm. or sometimes twice a week. You have to book in advance. Twice a week, you'd be so tired.
1: I was so tired. I feel like I'm still <laughs> recovering. I think still I'm still recovering? tired. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do if um, Rado was the chef?
0: I was basically doing what you were doing, oh, book okay. in. So yeah.
1: I was doing all the socials. Mm-hmm.
0: I was doing all the admin side, mm-hmm. getting all the bookings in and setting up the table. I was also the waiter or the mm-hmm. hostess. Mm-hmm. I would greet people. I was the client face, customer facing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ryder was more just in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Did you need to help prep any ingredients as well or not?
0: Yeah, I would. I would yeah. do a little bit of chopping. Yeah. Um,
1: but Rayo, you do. Did really do the bulk didn't. of it. Wow. So a big
0: part of the work was actually shopping. Because if you work in a restaurant, most of the time they have things delivered to you after you order them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like contact suppliers. They deliver
1: pretty, it in the morning. Yeah. yeah.
0: Whereas like Rayo actually like to go out physically. Drive, drive yeah. Shop for Pick all the it ingredients. Up. Yeah. So that actually would take like a few hours and that's already yeah. like tiring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not easy. <laughs>
0: so he did that side of things as well and prepping and then cooking during service. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I was doing yeah more of the other stuff. Yeah. So we had very split roles, like very mm-hmm. divided roles. Yeah.
1: You're like um, front of house, business, yeah. marketing. Yeah. He's like the food.
0: Yeah. And also the reason why we wanted to do it is because... My dream was actually to open up a cafe or restaurant and I don't did I chat about that on our second
1: episode 2? No, that got deleted. Oh. <laughs> cuz uh, our audio or our video didn't work. Oh okay. So, you, we need to talk about go back to Japan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I'll yeah. I'll touch on that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this story is so
0: long. That's why I'm like, oh, I need to hurry up cuz I blubber, no, you don't. I not I
1: think this is just could be our Side hustle episode. (laughs) Just go for it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what was I up to? Yeah. We wanted to start our own cafe restaurant. I've always wanted to do my own business. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked, um, I think just because I've seen my parents do businesses, like they both have very, very small businesses here. And like, I think I mentioned it on episode two, a career change episode. Yeah, yeah, you did. Having a career was never, I didn't even understand that. Like, I didn't yeah. understand just, why you people You wanted it. your own business. Yeah, so I yeah. just thought that was the norm. Like, yeah. t-
1: create a business. Yeah. Like, do something. It makes sense. Like, you are quite business-minded.
0: Oh, but, I mean, I can <laughs> be, but I'm not making any, like, you know, money. But, yeah, in terms of, like, being in that space, yeah. that's where I felt like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like, yeah. it's normal. And then, yeah, obviously now I've changed my Mm -hmm. mind I'm like actually having a career is great (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I've always wanted to open my own restaurant and I thought okay well if I want to do that I don't want to just open up a restaurant or a cafe Mm -hmm. because that's like firstly really scary and lots of costs are involved Mm -hmm. and yeah like I just didn't think it was very it just wasn't it was, a bit, it was super risky. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought, okay, why don't we just – what can we do now with the resources that we have mm-hmm. to take us where we want to be? I found like a location because mm-hmm. we were always loca- location scouting yeah. for a cafe space. Yeah, And we found this location and I remember like saying to Ryoto, who was also in hospitality, he was mm. like making coffee as yeah. a barista. Yeah. I said, hey, this space is like really, really good. And at the time, we were only looking for cafes. And I said, mm. oh, I think this p- location will actually be really good for a ramen shop. And I think ramen shops will have will be easier for us to run in a way because w- there's not a lot of ramen shops in Sydney right now. Mm, There's only like two popular ones at the moment. Mm -hmm. I just think like there'll be more hype around it and it's just like a, you know, it will be more special than, Mm -hmm. you know. Another cafe. Yeah, Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, the cafes are very saturated at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I think we've missed the way for the cafes. I think we should do a ramen shop. And then I actually went on exchange to Japan in 2011 Mm -hmm. and I met a um, A ramen shop owner. owner. (laughs) Yeah. And... Yeah, I was just—we just kept going to this ramen shop up the road, and oh my god, the ramen was so good. What type of ramen oh, so was The it? ramen that I always got was the Kara Miso ramen, mm-hmm. which is the spicy miso ramen, and he yeah, has this like—it's spicy and it's so good. Like the flavors, it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was in Sapporo, which is like super snowy. Mm-hmm. And can you just you know what? Oh, like a spicy hot, spicy, hot ramen. ramen. On a snowy day,
1: yeah, just hits different, you know. Yeah, of course. Oh my god! I'm and just... the soup as well. Like I think that's a one of, well, every part of the ramen is great. Like the soup, the noodle, and the chashu or whatever yeah. meat it was. But yeah, like every element is so comforting. Yeah,
0: what you just just it? just, it's
1: just the best combo. What more do you want? Exactly. You know, on a exactly. cold day, yeah. yeah. You know, indoors it's exactly. a, it's snowing outside. Yeah. But. Just imagine it. Oh,
0: it was so good,
1: <laughs> and honestly, I gained so much weight,
0: like from eating so much ramen. <laughs> right? right. It's like, what happened? <laughs> my mum was like, "What happened? Why are you like so heavy?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. yeah, me and my like exchange student friends, we still keep going mm-hmm. there, and mm-hmm. like he was just so funny. He's like mm-hmm. such a character, mm-hmm. and we love that he would always speak to us in Japanese yeah. because everyone else would try to speak to us in English. Uh huh. And then he would just be like, like whatever, to us in Japanese. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what is he saying?
1: But cool. <laughs> <laughs> Then it made you learn more.
0: Yeah, so we kind of went there to like practice our Japanese as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember saying to him, I said, you know,
0: I have a dream to like open up my own shop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I ask for your recipe, would you give it to me? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm happy to open a shop in like Sydney. I'm like, yeah. 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 So I
1: honestly didn't know. Like, I mean, I said it as a joke, but then yeah. –
0: Half serious, too, yeah. because I've always wanted to open up something up. He
1: must have really liked you, like, yeah. as in, you know, a like good relationship. and
0: Yeah, it's so not just me, but my like other friends you know, friends. Like, I had one friend who was an animator, 3D mm-hmm. animator, mm-hmm. and he, in the end, like, made, like, a little um, 3D animation movie about him. Wow. It's really good as well. That's then, amazing. Yeah, and then I have another friend who actually, I don't know, I don't think Frida watched um, – listens to the podcast but like my friend who uh illustrated this picture book she was also on exchange with me and Uh she like created all these like artworks around him him. oh okay so everyone was really close yeah and like quite creative as well and when we left japan he came to greet us at the airport
1: and we all cried (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's like a really big gesture that's like family exactly. does that, yeah. Family, yeah. Actually, another thing is, um, he
0: closed the restaurant one night, yeah, and he invited us over and just made food for us, and then we <gasps> drank and we went to karaoke. <laughs> wow,
1: yeah. that is so cute. By the way, he was
0: like we were like low, young twenties. Yeah, he was like fifty fifty something. Yeah, so we had this big age gap, big language barrier, but yeah. we were all just really good friends.
1: That's amazing. That's like such a nice story to come out of your exchange. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: It's like you don't even notice it when you're there. Yeah. But yeah, in hindsight, you're like, that was actually really that special. Was really special. Mm. So, yeah. So back to um, the, the recipe. location hunting. Our location. So I was like, yeah, right. At this location, <laughs> cafe, yeah, but ramen, I think it would be the perfect ramen yeah. Like shop. Yeah. And then he's like, well, we don't have a recipe. Like, we don't we don't know how to make ramen. And I was yeah. like, well, <laughs> why don't we just ask Master San, like, our ramen... Yeah the ramen dude. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we ask Master-san if he can teach us how to make mm-hmm. the Karamiso ramen because it is the best ramen we've ever <laughs> had. And then Ryder was like, oh, do you think he would teach it to us? Yeah. Like, it just makes no sense because he's in Sapporo we're all yeah. the way here. Mm-hmm. Ryder's only met R- Master-san like twice at that point and I hadn't talked to Master-san in a few years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ryder's like, do you think he will? And I was like, I don't know. So we'll I ask. messaged yeah. him. Oh, another thing. When I was on exchange, one thing that I did before we left was we created a Facebook account for him. Oh, yeah. This is where Facebook was
1: like <laughs> pretty Just big. Just started. Oh, pretty big. Started people, for a few years. Yeah. And people
0: will like upload photos and stuff. And I was like, you have to get on Facebook. Um, basically, like he taught himself. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend taught, taught him how to use Facebook, but then he eventually got really into it. <laughs> and he was using that a lot for like actually promoting his sh- restaurant. As well, yeah. so thanks to that, like we could easily message him and yeah. be like, "Hey, um, how are you?" Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we messaged him and said, "Oh, can you like um teach us your ramen recipe?" <laughs> and then he <laughs> he said, "Yeah, sure, like why not?" Yeah. <laughs> and then so yeah, Ryder booked a ticket. Actually, I booked a ticket. <laughs> I was like, Ryder, you're flying to Japan." I was like, okay, this is a little bit pushy of me now in hindsight. <laughs> I actually paid for the. Plane ticket for him to go to Japan to learn yeah. the recipe and come back. <laughs> yeah, so he was there for like ten days and that working. Is, that pretty another, much working. Yeah, yeah. that's another yeah. podcast episode in itself because <laughs> yeah. that was like a really interesting experience for him. Yeah, he should
1: yeah come back and talk about it. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then he came back and he made the recipe, mm-hmm. and then we and then we we went. He came back with the recipe, and we sort of realized we can't really open a shop because it's, mm. like, so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, well, we have this recipe, and I yeah. really want to eat the ramen. Like, we yeah. started <laughs> making the ramen. And then, like, a housemate at the time, she would eat it. Mm-hmm. But then with ramen, you always make a bit more. So we started yeah. inviting, like, some friends. Be like, hey, this is the ramen that we've been talking about this whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And more friends wanted to try it. And mm-hmm. that was when Insta story was kind of a thing. And my friend sort of suggested, like, hey, why don't you just, like,
1: get people to pay for it? Yeah. Like, to have at your place. Up, like, yeah.
0: Ramen for all our friends. It
1: adds up. Like when you cooking anything at home from scratch can yeah. cost, it, well, depending on what you're making, but exactly. it can add up.
0: Yeah. If there's like seafood or meat, yeah. it
1: yeah. adds up. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. A lot of time was
0: going <laughs> sort of into it.
1: So I just
0: put the idea out there and we just started collecting money. And then that's sort of how this whole ramen party thing started. And then it just kept evolving. Like we created like an Instagram account for it. We used a scheduling tool so people can book sessions in. So I don't have to like back and forth and stuff like that. And yeah, and that evolved into like a year and a half. Uh, That just went on for a year and a half. And friends eventually started inviting other friends. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where we had people we don't know. Um, and people would actually like refer to me as the ramen party girl. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's the ramen party girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's so funny.
0: <laughs> that was my identity for a while, yeah. but now I am the podcast girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so, funny. Yeah, that, that 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 was that, and that was like. So I actually had no social life because we you were Fridays, working.
1: You were working in hospitality at the time full as well, time. so yeah. you are just like full hospo mode. Yeah, like. Cafe, day job, and then yeah. ramen party on the side. So
0: do you know what I would used to do? I'll come That's home. That's so tiring. I'll come home from my cafe job. Sleep. I'll sleep on the train <laughs> and then I'll lie on the floor in my bedroom yeah. or in my bed. Yeah. Actually, sometimes just on the floor and I'll just put the alarm on for like 20 minutes or something and then I'll just like take like a power nap and sometimes I would just be like napping just before the people come. Because I'll be, like, just so physically oh,
1: tired. I'm okay. So well, meanwhile, Ryoto was prepping earlier. Yeah, because he worked a little bit less than me. Like, he yeah. had a
0: very physical job, but he had yeah. one less working day.
1: Yeah, so he could cook during the day. But yeah. then, dude, the 20-minute nap sounded hard. And you also, as the host, you need to have the energy and, you know, you're, like, mm-hmm. greeting people and stuff.
0: Yeah, but, I mean… I think I mean, I'm an extrovert. Okay, so yeah, by yeah. The time That's easy. Come, <laughs> You're like, <I'm> like ah! <laughs> I actually get really excited and you get yeah. to meet heaps of cool people. Yeah, And the people that come to the ramen party
1: are so excited. Yeah. yeah. And
0: it's like the cool people because yeah. they're like,
1: they want to eat the ramen. They want to eat the yeah. ramen.
0: They want to experience it. Yeah. So there's already like a common ground. So it was always really, really fun and got to meet so
1: many interesting people. Like yeah. it was really <laughs> great.
0: You can check it, check it I out. I wish I
1: went when it happened, but I remember seeing the stories. On yeah. socials?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can check it out on Ramen Party by Kiwami on Instagram because mm-hmm. all of the – insta. I used to, like, always do Insta stories when um, people would come and I would do, like, the behind the scenes, like, you know, the setup and, yeah. like, the cooking BTS yeah. shots yeah. and I'll include all that and mm-hmm. always try and make a
1: bit of a story yeah. each night. Yeah, yeah. And that's still all there. Uh, it's nice to, like, go back and have a look at it, right? It's a little bit cringy. Cause I'm like, <laughs> cringy? No, because I put my face in uh, it. Uh, I'm like, hey, guys, we're doing
0: ramen body today. And da-da-da-da-da-da, da we have got eight guests. Like, <laughs> You're good at it. Well, I had to really put myself out there. But I'm glad I did because I think that's made this whole podcast yeah. thing, whole thing, like, much easier. True. So you guys
1: make a good team as well, you know, like... You and Rayu Was it um hard at all? Like do you feel like you guys have a really good um working partnership as well? As um, well as, you know I think it was hard. Definitely got hard at
0: certain points where mm-hmm. he probably felt like he was doing more. Mm. And I think he was.
1: Can't <laughs> <laughs> deny it. But well, I was being a chef and is hard. Both, so yeah, yeah. And we were
0: both so tired. We're both so, so tired and it's hard for me to, in a sense, like, because I'm customer facing, so mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, like, if the food's taking forever to come out. You, you
1: don't know how to deal with it. I, yeah. would, or, I mean, everyone was always so
0: polite and so nice, so Yeah, it was okay, but because I was dealing with that side of things, it was kind of hard. But overall, you know when you just look back and you only remember the good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Look, looking back at everything with, like, a lens, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it was... It was fun but yeah it was tough
1: yeah yeah I just love that story
0: yeah it is a good story like yeah. even I'm like wow that was cool but you know what made it was it hard good? yeah what? it's like the risk like, yeah right of flying over to Japan yeah that's kind of, we knew Who the it hell really felt would crazy think at that the time.
1: that yeah and it's a crazy it idea
0: it, it was crazy I mean the risk was low you know what's the worst that could happen if anything you're going to have a great holiday mm-hmm and get to you know have bonding time with master son yeah but yeah it's just like those sort of crazy like things that you just sometimes need to jump on yeah i think those kind of make those interesting stories
1: yeah because it's unexpected and you didn't even plan on that yeah i like that you said that in hindsight things were really tough like Mm. but then you just you do when you look at think about that time it's like it was worth it like it those tough times at the time you're like oh my god I'm so tired Mm-mm. I just want to sleep blah, blah blah and then you get through it and then but looking back it's still like wow I did that exactly right like even yeah. if it even if it didn't become a ramen restaurant blah 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 mm. like what you initially thought it's still mm-hmm. like wow that's pretty cool yeah that's achievement I- already well you said it so well like I feel, at the time, when I say it's tough, it was more
0: physically draining. Yeah. But at the time, it was still really fun. And I thought it was cool. Yeah. People were like, oh, that's really cool, that thing that you're doing. And I I attached a lot of (laughs) my identity to that as well. I'm like, oh, I'm doing a cool thing. But now, like, when I look back, I do have this, like, still, like, oh, wow, that was a really... I feel proud. I still have that feeling. And even Ryo like, he's also looking back at all the photos and all the... Videos and he mm. he said, like, probably one year after we stopped, mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, ramen party was really cool. Mm. Like, he didn't even know what was happening because he
1: was so busy, too, yeah. like doing it. And just doing when it. you reflect back, it's you know, you kind of remote romanticize things, but also it was a good experience, yeah. right? And
0: I think the power, like, a sort of powerful learning for mm-hmm. me is you might be like, Oh, this is why Julia is so like this. <laughs> But it's basically, like, the power of goal setting Mm -hmm. is so – it's just everything. With Ramen Party, our goal was to create a brand Mm -hmm. and something different. And Mm -hmm. that is what we did. Mm -hmm. Whereas if our goal was to create a brand where people would, like, make – like, where we can have a sustainable business, it would have been different. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been the goal that we hit. Mm -hmm. So – yeah, it, in a way, it was a project that was only going to last a year and a half because that it was, was actually not sustainable. Yeah. Like, couldn't keep going at it. So, yeah, I think like the goal that you set in the beginning, what is mm-hmm. it? Is it to create a brand or is it to create, is it to make a bit of money? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the bigger goal? Mm. I think like, and having that laser focus is so mm. crucial. Mm. Because basically, when I look back, I'm like, oh my god, I actually hit all my goals. Yeah, and I've lived my dreams out. Yeah, even this podcast, like, yeah. this is the dream, right? Like, we yeah. wanted this, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't even realize, like,
1: you're, you're living, living the, dream. the dream. Like, I can't believe right you now. said that to me, like, just now, and I'm like, I'm living the dream. You like, are. I am because I, I'm always the type that's like, you I'm not more? living the dream. Uh, like, I, every I'm always, which is not good. Like, I'm, I feel like I need to be more present like everyone says and appreciate what I have now but 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 it's like I'm always like when I get there or when I when I had a goal and I'm like okay I'm in this next thing now like and then I'm like what's next Mm-mm-mm. this isn't the dream what's yeah. what's the next dream yeah, yeah. like I, I, I will always like think of the next dream yeah. and not realize oh i'm actually this is what i wanted like yeah, we've a arrived. couple years ago <laughs> yeah. i'm here you know and then but yeah thanks for reminding me that i am living the dream. apparently <laughs> <laughs> listened to this episode I'm living the dream. <laughs> on your walk yeah <laughs> okay yeah that's pretty but that's cool a, that I, I think that's another thing it's like there there are so many different dreams that you can have and like you said it's almost like those goals right mm-hmm. like it's okay to have different dreams and at different times and yeah. you know reaching them or not or mm-hmm. you know coming back to them later or mm-hmm. re realizing the dream in a different way mm-hmm. to what you thought it was yeah. right like yeah, yeah yeah so not the traditional way mm-hmm. of I don't know. Yeah, even whatever like it is. Me yeah. starting wanting to open up my own restaurant. Yeah. I've
0: lived that dream out because my home was my restaurant. I didn't yeah. do it the typical way. Yeah. But I made it happen. And so I can I have closure with yeah. that dream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like with me and Ken, it's like I have a brand of my own or a, a clothing brand of my own. And, you know, it's not, you know, a physical store, but mm. it's still still something that's living yeah. and I'm having fun with it yeah um yeah and it's like this podcast we're not on you know <laughs> we're not the biggest yeah th- you know podcast right now but that was never really our goal right <laughs> that's true but sometimes when but then when you said we have to you know it's about the goal right then have I been making the wrong goals not the wrong goals. There's no wrong or right, but why are my goals not more money-driven? For example, that's what
0: I've been realizing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just um, no, it's hit <laughs> Rox's hand. I I just got excited. It was so funny
1: because it's like oh, that's
0: what no, I think too. Because we're living parallel lives. No,
1: because that's the struggle. That's the struggle. E- even real. with kin or even with podcast or anything, it's like. Yeah when you're driven by money, Mm. it can be, the authenticity might be lost, Mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And then they always say that if you do what you love, the money will come, right? That's what they say. But for now, I'm just having a lot of fun doing our podcast and honing in on our content, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, and working on our new goals. Mm -hmm. But What did you wanna say about the finance part? No, I was gonna say (laughs) that's
0: the realization that I've had that have I been setting the wrong goals. Yeah. Because I think I in the back of my mind I wanted that financial you know, goal to be hit. Yeah. But that was like in the back of my mind and I thought, Mm
1: -hmm. well, if you put what you wanna do in the front front, of your mind the money will follow. Exactly what you said, but I think that's not
0: true. Yeah. I think
1: you need to put money at the front if you want the money. It
0: has to be equal with you know mm. the
1: other goal, the
0: more like wholesome goal. So you got the <laughs> wholesome goal and then you got the money driven goal. Yeah. You got to equal They have to
1: they have to complement each other. They do. So obviously Like, like if you had a good product, you would have Well oh, and marketing and mm. blah blah blah. You'd have to you get the money.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like with the money, if you only do if your only goal is money driven, then yeah, you will get a bit of a weird product. And a weird you know, it will be obvious, Yeah, but we're not saying – you don't have to go extreme like that. You can mm. have both, like, mm. the money and the wholesome goal Yeah, at the forefront. It's definitely a struggle. It is, because once like, you make the financial goal part of the goal and part of the strategy, then it actually changes things and it, it changes your decision-making mm. along the way as well. Yeah. Because, for example, this podcast, you yeah. know, we, we do a very, like, long – format <laughs> it's chilled but we don't we don't really think like oh what is going to get us a sponsor sponsors, like yeah we don't really think like that mm-hmm. but maybe if we did um maybe then yeah it would change the way we maybe structure our podcast or mm-hmm. something like that yeah and it's just about getting that balance right but if yeah. that isn't part of the goal then it's not gonna come <laughs>
1: So it's time for our segment,
0: Get Nourished. Yes. Okay. So this is a new segment that we've introduced to our podcast episode mm-hmm. where we try different Asian soups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, episode, yeah. Yeah. And today we have a Korean soup that mm-hmm. I brought. Yeah. This one is called. I'm just like salivating. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's okay, it smells really good.
0: It's called ugoji hejangguk.
1: Ugoji hejangguk.
0: Ugoji. I think that's the name of the, like the veggie. It's kind of
1: like some kind of cabbage. I think. Yeah. Is it like a? It smells like a fermented or salted cabbage. It's actually the miso. I think
0: tenjang. Oh, okay. The Korean miso okay. that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's giving off that fermented smell. Mm. Uh, and then it's hejangguk means actually uh, like hangover soup. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is kind of like a hangover soup. Okay. For I don't know. I don't. It's not the typical um, hangover soup. Actually, maybe it is. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. One of one of. Yeah. The literal ca- ca- uh, translation is cabbage hangover soup, and mm-hmm. it's got it's made out of like beef ribs, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. and the bones create yep. the base flavor yeah i've brought rice and some kimchi as well yay because they're essentials you would eat it like that together mm-hmm. okay cool so let's dig in very
1: excited <laughs> <laughs> mm. there's a bit of it's not spicy but there's a bit of spice in there
0: yeah there's a, some chili flakes okay you could definitely get this at a Korean restaurant. I feel like this isn't something that
1: you would really cook so much at home. But I ha- I don't I've had like beef soups and stuff, but maybe I can't tell the difference. But I don't think I've had this mm. one with this type of veggie. You could definitely order this at like a Korean soup
0: restaurant. And this
1: this cabbage is like fresh cabbage.
0: No, it's not cabbage cabbage. It's like, like some it's- type of green. But I don't really know mm. exactly what
1: the name is. I'm going to eat it with some rice. Mm -hmm. This is so delicious. Thank you for bringing this in. I just feel like this is so motivating just to meet up and (laughs) have some soup together. Mm. What is this? I love, like, learning about new soups. Yeah. This is so yummy. How often do you have this one at home? Like, is this one of your favourites or Um, what kind of memories are associated with this soup for you? My mum
0: doesn't know how to cook this soup at all, mm-hmm. so I actually have no like childhood memories with it mm-hmm. but um lately, there's a lot of like panchan shops popping up around Sydney. Panchan mm-hmm. is like basically side dishes, and yeah, you can buy soups there. you guys are anything. like
1: Korean side dishes are like the best like i don't I don't know if there's any other culture with so many That's true. side dishes.
0: Punchan is everything <laughs> like it.
1: That could be the meal. I remember oh, in Hong Kong, is. if we find a good Korean place, we base it off the banchan and we're like, mm. that's worth it. Like we have to go there because they have really good side dishes and stuff. Yeah, because the f- side dishes are free most yeah. of the time. Oh, it's like a, it's all you could get
0: full from that. Yeah, you can. So these banchan shops have all these like different soups. Mm-hmm. And lately I've been like shopping a lot there. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those soups that's always available.
1: Mm-hmm. So oh. I've been
0: eating it more through the banchan shops. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really like this one because it's, it's not thick. It's, like, very easy to eat. And I love I'm any soups have... with cabbage.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have a bite of the rice. Even
0: though, um... Oh, you can eat, like, half the rice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is, like, way okay. too much.
1: Mmm. <laughs> mmm with the kimchi does, um, does your mom make her own kimchi or you buy it
0: she makes it sometimes but she's more of a buyer
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember hearing from a friend that um, how do I say it it's like very common to have a kimchi fridge at home right In Sydney, or Sydney, Korean, Australians. Mm.
0: Yeah, we used to have one. But not anymore. Mm -hmm. But they're really good. Mm.
1: Because
0: like kimchi, there's so many different types of kimchi.
1: Yeah. This is so delicious.
0: I'm glad you like it.
1: It's really good with the kimchi. You're right. (laughs) It's like extra... Kick, Mm -hmm. but the flavor of this is already like quite distinct with the miso and the beef, like you said, like the base. It's funny because, um, this soup
0: my mum's friend actually made it, Mm -hmm. he's gifted it to us. Mm -hmm. I feel like it happens a lot. My mum's friends just like makes food, Mm -hmm. like extra dumplings or something, and then they'll give you. Like, just gift it
1: to you. Mm-hmm. Do you get that? It's like your family kind of thing. But do you ha- what, ha- uh, what happens with the Tupperware? They'll normally
0: just, like, put it in a disposable. Oh, okay, okay. Like, dumplings will just come in a plastic bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, with my family, probably it's more so like relatives, Mm. but I don't have that many many relatives in Sydney. I only have one auntie, so it doesn't happen that much. But then friends and stuff on my parents' side, when they have gatherings, I think that happens. But, yeah, not Mm. not as much as I think it would, I think. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, you know, your mom's friend just brings it around. Yeah. Delicious cool
0: well thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of the asian soup podcast we hope you found it to be interesting Mm -hmm. nourishing inspiring maybe i don't know (laughs) interesting did i say interesting (laughs) always you know grateful to everyone who's listened to the end yeah uh don't forget to dm us or you know engage with us on our socials mm-hmm. at Asian Soup podcast
1: yeah share any stories you might have about your side hustles side projects um anything interesting that comes to mind we're happy to listen and yeah it was great chatting today
0: we'll see you in the next one i guess yeah
1: see you soon
0: bye, bye. bye.